0: Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. podcast bringing you the latest football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points for the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come.
1: In this week's podcast, the oil money is flowing through Newcastle. England fire on all cylinders in Andorra. The most bizarre standing off in international football history. And anyone for a side of McSauce lots to discuss and even more to get on with so shall we
0: let's talk football right then here we are
1: here we are indeed
0: good afternoon everybody good evening good evening good morning wherever wherever you're listening to, listening to us welcome to the podcast so i mean i just want to get straight into newcastle this week that's why okay. i Okay
1: let's get into newcastle
0: Let's 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 do it. I mean, we were talking about them the other week, and how things didn't look like there was any changes happening, and then all of a sudden, in comes the money, and uh, Premier League said yes. Yeah,
1: that happened really quickly, didn't? It? Like within three or four days, it was all done.
0: Yeah, it was. However, I, I would. I mean, obviously, we'll we'll talk about the good sides for Newcastle and Newcastle fans and Premier League in terms of football sides of things very shortly. However. I would like to discuss the Premier League and their position on this, because all of the talk for why they rejected the bid seemed to be around human rights issues. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we find out oh, they've decided to let to have an agreement with PIF because they've said they've signed a bit of paper that says that the Saudi Crown aren't included, involved, and also that they've decided to stamp down on the piracy that's happening to one of the broadcasters out in Asia. And all of a sudden, they've gone. Yeah, okay, we'll
1: do it. it does seem like they've caved in a bit. Yeah,
0: it does a little bit, you know. And I, I don't, I don't want. To, I know this is very exciting for Newcastle fans, and I don't want to take that away from them. However, at the same time, bringing the Saudi, the Saudis in, is a bit of a risk reputationally. yeah because whenever something happens in Saudi Arabia in terms of a human rights issue, the Premier League are going to come under pressure for it. I find it hard to see how given that the public investment fund is the, probably the biggest bank in the world right they are mm mm-hmm. yeah and and they are owned by you know it's a public it's a public bank it's a public figure so essentially owned by the government therefore the crown of, the Saudi, of Saudi Arabia I find it hard to see how they wouldn't be involved
1: well yeah obviously is this are the other two people that are owners in the business, is that the reason why? Because they're ten percent each. So they're you know, they're almost sort of saying, Well no, we're the face of the business. They're in the background, even though they own eighty percent of the business.
0: They own eighty percent. Yeah. But they're in control. And so I find it I find it bizarre from that respect. Find it strange that the Premier League have kind of just said, Yeah, alright then. Yeah, you said you're going to clamp down on the piracy. So, yeah, we're in. Well, that wasn't really the talk at the time of the rejection. The talk at the time of the rejection, obviously Amnesty International had come out and had said, I don't think this is a good idea. And and it seemed that the Premier League were with Amnesty International and taking that approach. And then all of a sudden they've changed their tax on it.
1: They've decided that money is money.
0: Exactly. Uh, But, you know, here we are and we're in it now and it's going to happen
1: yeah but it's happening it's happened yeah i think everybody needs to strap in
0: yeah newcastle have newcastle fans i'm sure well they i know they're delighted i saw the interview that uh the musician sam fender did on breakfast the next day after the announcement <laughs> when he'd poor. been out all night sleeping uh drinking poor sam he looked a bit worse for wear but you know
1: friend of the show sam fender of course
0: yeah friend of the show he never heard of us but yeah no, good. <laughs> But no, I'm sure Newcastle fans are very excited at the prospects of... I've already seen them linked with Harry Kane.
1: Yeah, £190 million, apparently.
0: Yeah, i <laughs> will <But, laughs> pay it.
1: But, but my only thing for that is, if you're going to leave a club that's not won a trophy in 13 years, to go to a yeah. club that's not won a trophy in over 50 years, mm-hmm. you're just going for the money, son, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see that. I don't see that being Harry Kane's move.
1: No, no. If any, to be honest, there won't be a move, hopefully. I think there
0: will be. I think he's done. But that's a separate issue. Yes, we're not here, we're, not, we're not here to talk about that. We're
1: not here to talk about
0: that, We're here to talk about the excitement that Newcastle fans are probably feeling that, you know, they've, hopefully they'll see some, you know, they've got to. There's no way they're not going to go for this.
1: Well, they these have zone, to. Yeah, even if they overspend in January, they're going to have to try and do something yep. with that team. It does
0: create an issue for other clubs, though, because... The premium on players is going to go up again. Yeah, you know, especially while because Newcastle, it's going to take them two or three years to build a squad that really starts to change. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and that's the that's that's the discussion point now. That's where you you begin to talk about Newcastle. Their big problem is surviving this season. Yeah, that's that's got to be the first thing they've got to get to this season and still be a Premier League club.
1: Yeah, yeah. They've got to get upwardly mobile and, all right, the new manager, whoever the new manager is going to be, has got two months and a bit to to get to the January window with what he's got. Yeah. He's then got to identify areas that they need to improve, spend probably as little money as possible, but improve the squad a little bit. Because January's not a, a buying window. January is a selling window. It's, it's, I've always said to people, it should be a loan window the January window not the not being able to buy players because you see very few transactions actually going through
0: yeah that, that's i mean loan options are available during the same window oh, I, I don't i don't see the issue as to why you would stop people making the transfers in the transfer window just because there's a low number of it transfers it just becomes
1: and... a it's a short term measure window it's it's to get you it's to get you to the summer basically that's when people do most of their business and where players are at their price premium, if you like.
0: Yeah, I understand, but you know, there are teams who will want to buy and people do buy in that window. No, they do. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You don't see anything. And it's not always short term. A lot you know, a lot of clubs would have been looking at players for ages and just going, right, okay, we were gonna pull the trigger on this in the summer, but actually there's an opportunity to do it now. Let's let's do the business. Yeah. Uh, you know, clubs don't. It's very rare, I think, these days that clubs haven't been looking at the players that they're interested in. Oh, no, you don't time. just go out and
1: buy somebody you for the I mean? sake of buying somebody. No, but obviously, Newcastle will have had a completely different thing to look at previously. Obviously, they may have had a minimum amount to spend. Now they've got whatever they want to spend within FFP.
0: Yeah. But. You know, Ashley's been running them at a profit, yeah, for many, many years. So they probably haven't got that to worry about that for a, two or three years before that starts becoming an issue for them. At which time they'll have ridiculous sponsorship deals in place, I imagine.
1: Probably, yeah.
0: You know, with with connections out to the the, the uh, Middle East and things like that, yeah. where they've got, you know, they'll have their business connections and it'll make sense, and they'll get big deals because they can. Use their powers to do that.
1: It's an exciting time to be a Newcastle fan.
0: It is. I think there's there's lots to, there's lots to be hopeful for, but it's not going to happen overnight. Is what I would I would say to Newcastle fans. No. You've got to you've got to get through this season, and I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll get through, and I'm sure they'll um hit the. I'm sure they'll stay in the league, just given the fact the you know the, the new feel good factor that's just yeah. going to come around I the mean, club. St.
1: James is just sold out for the first time in forever, by the sounds of it. For Sunday's game,
0: it's gonna it's gonna rock a bit. But it's not gonna be You know, there's nothing has changed from a football perspective between no. their last game and this next game. Nothing.
1: No. It's whether the players give a little bit extra. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: they've got they've got the squad that they've got, and they've got to deal with that until January. Then they might only be able to make one or two deals happen in January. Yep but I'm sure that they'll have targets in place that they'll want to go after. It's going to cost them extra. It's going to cost them a premium, but I don't think they'll care. I think they'll just do it. Yeah. And then it's just about building a bit of momentum towards the end of the season to get yourself safe and out of danger. Yeah. And then go into the summer, and I'm sure the overhaul and the fun and games will truly begin at that point.
1: Probably, yeah. So yeah, it's going to be Steve Bruce out, we reckon, if it hasn't happened already.
0: I, I think so. I think um, I think they've been pretty clear. I think that you know that's been coming through the news pipelines, hasn't it, since the takeover happened?
1: I did find it funny on Tuesday morning when they were like, "Steve Bruce has taken training." Yeah, stop the press. The
0: it's his job, in it, and he'll continue to do <laughs> yeah. that because he's a pro. I
1: thought it was amazingly funny. Yeah, I think yeah, to I be feel, fair, I, I, I feel sorry feel for, for him. Steve.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I feel for Bruce as well. I think. You know, he was under a lot of constraints
1: yeah.
0: with Mike Ashley there.
1: Obviously, the football hasn't been the most exciting.
0: No, but he's working with a squad that isn't yeah. a great squad. Let's remember that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know, he's, yeah. he's got his one superstar, really, in, in St. Maximum. Yeah. Who, who can be a game changer? Obviously, Callum Wilson's been out for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, those, those are the two... Real players that you're going to rely on in that Newcastle team. Absolutely. The rest of the, the rest of the team isn't brilliant. No. Joe Willock's a good talent and 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 useful and he's shown his qualities, but the squad's not full of talent that he's gonna that would give you confidence of a top half finish.
1: No, 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 no. It's a far cry from the Newcastle's of the early nineties.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But you know, even a top half finish, and I think that's that's the issue. I think. Yeah, you can have a go at Bruce for not playing the most exciting football, but he's gotta work with what he's what he's what he's got.
1: Yeah, he has, absolutely.
0: And you know, he's shown himself to be an effective manager over, you know, twenty twenty years or so now.
1: Yeah, I mean he's coming up for his thousandth game in management, so he knows what he's yeah. doing. Exactly.
0: Do you know what I mean? it's just like you know, he's had a couple of bad spells. I'd say Sunderland's spell wasn't his best, you yeah. know. But you know, the the job he did at Wigan. Yeah. And the players, you know, that came through in his time at Wigan.
1: Birmingham, he did quite well with Birmingham as Bur- well.
0: Birmingham, he did really, you know, earlier on in his in his time at Birmingham, getting them promoted and making them competitive in the Premier League for a number of years yeah. before their ownership issues started.
1: Even Hull, obviously you took Hull to the cup final.
0: Indeed, and, you know, and that team was full of players and they were quite good to watch, that, that Hull side. Yeah. So he's capable of pulling it out, but when you put him in a squad... With the squad that Newcastle have got, I think that you know you're going to get that type of, of level. Yeah. And I just think he was. And we said we said this before, didn't we, about Bruce? His biggest problem was Rafa Benitez.
1: Yeah, following Rafa Benitez is, you know, all the fans wanted him to stay. Yeah, Rafa decided he didn't want to. He was he was on a hiding to nothing from the word go. Yeah,
0: exactly. But there we go. Newcastle fans, be excited. There's going to be lots happening around your club when a few weeks ago it was all doom and gloom there is definitely a big shining light at the end of this tunnel
1: just wait till monday morning to do it please please don't do it on sunday
0: <laughs> we shall find out we'll see right well it's been an international break so let's let's quickly talk england yeah obviously the, the fire at the side of the pitch in andorra yes Bizarre. Bizarre. Weird. You're gonna hear the word you're gonna hear the word bizarre quite a lot in tonight's podcast, I feel.
1: Yeah, it's I, been a bizarre. Still no
0: news as to why that happened, but it happened. And I loved the Sky Sports reporter, who was just the most calm man I've ever seen. But yeah, if we just pan the camera over here, I'm just gonna show you something that's happening. Massive fire.
1: <laughs> Did you see the woman washing her yep. hanging her wash
0: again? Yep. She was hanging well, she went to get it in, didn't she, because yep. of the smoke. Well, it must get me washing in. There's a there's this big fire, like literally, the smoke is right in your face. Yeah. What are you doing?
1: Forget the washing. Get yourself just, out of
0: the yeah, building. Just, just, uh, at least sh- you know, shut your windows. Make sure you don't get any smoke in your house. Yeah. So bad, ridiculous.
1: But no, that was a
0: solid performance from England.
1: Yeah, absolutely. On the
0: night, for me, the my favourite moment was the Sam Johnson throw.
1: Absolutely, what a throw out that was.
0: I was just begging Grealish to put that away. It's like, he des- you know, Sam Johnson deserved that. I mean, I know it's Grealish's first goal, and we should all be excited for Grealish getting his first England goal. But I was I was looking at it going, oh, you best score this for him. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was a hell of a throw.
1: And it near enough puts England in the World Cup.
0: We're pretty, yeah, pretty much there now, aren't we? I mean, hungry tonight as we record this. Yeah. So maybe you're listening to this, and we've qualified for the World Cup. Exciting. Yeah. But n- not unexpected.
1: No, not with the group we had. No, no, we should should always be the case. Yeah, but then our problem has never been qualification. We've always qualified well from any group we get chucked into. Well, you know, the
0: last last two tournaments we've gone semi final, final. So,
1: well, yeah, who knows? There's no.
0: you you never know. Tournament football happens, doesn't it?
1: Could be the winter where it all comes home
0: it could be could be finally might be the best christmas present we've ever had yeah but yeah let's not get to well uh, no let's not get too ahead of ourselves just yet
1: i mean let's get ahead of ourselves we're going to get there anyway so we might as well start now england are going to win the world cup
0: there you go no no it's definitely not going to happen everyone <laughs> definitely not going to happen it's just been it's been a very steady progress hasn't it from england over there? to their group, and it has been a bit... It's been a bit weird, this qualification period, obviously, because it happened before and after the Euros. Yes, yeah. You know, they've done the job, they've got what they needed to do, done, so happy days. Happy
1: days, indeed.
0: Uh, And then, I want to talk. I'll tell you what I do want to talk about. I want to talk about Jamal Lewis.
1: (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I don't know, what,
0: what was that referee on?
1: I don't know, because well, I watched it, and this happens... Probably once a game, within near enough every game you watch, that a fullback or whoever is taking the throw will take his time taking the throw. No one was running towards him. No. They will try. One tried spinning in behind, one kind of trotted over them, trotted back. So, it's either that or he just throws the ball to the Swiss.
0: Exactly. There was There is no need for that. It was so stupid.
1: It was so stupid of the referee. Absolutely. 36 minutes into the game. Yeah. Especially when he was already on a yellow card.
0: It was just... Yeah. Even so, I. you know what I mean? Like, why Why do that? Why just go, oh, do you know what? I'm going to make an example out of you here taking this throw. When it was clearly he was trying to do something with yeah. it. It wasn't as if he was... It wasn't well, like he know. was
1: time-wasting because Northern Ireland needed to win. Yeah. So a, a draw was no good for him.
0: It's so bad. It's so bad. That is one of the worst refereeing decisions I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it's certainly up there. You know, what I mean, yeah. it beats Graham Paul's three yellow cards. That to yeah. give a yellow card for that.
1: It does. It does beat
0: it. It's ridiculous. They just need to sort. There just. There just needs to be some common sense in some refereeing. I don't know where the guy was from. I don't know. Obviously, who would upset him that day.
1: Somebody had obviously upset
0: him. Yeah, someone had upset him. Someone had hurt him. And he took it out on poor Jamal Lewis, who just wanted to take a throw in. I mean, mean, obviously, his first yellow card is a yellow card. He's putting the guy back, and he's taking the mickey a little bit. So that was 100% one yellow card. But to give the second one that early in the game, for time-wasting, for me, is just out there. You're the referee. You can control how many additional minutes are going to take place at the end of the game. Yeah. At the end of the first half, if you thought there was time wasted in there, stick five minutes on the end of the first half. Time wasted, you yeah, you've been time wasting. We're going to put play another five minutes.
1: Yeah, rather than yeah.
0: What? Why? Why do that? That's that's daft. That's silly. That's no no need for that. Ridiculous. And then uh, I, I also I guess next is Scotland's big win against
1: Israel. Yes, very big win. That's for an exciting Scotland. game of football that was. Unfortunately, I was out, but I did see it later.
0: Very exciting game. I see them I've...
1: go one 0 down before I left, and then went, "Oh dear!" <laughs> just yeah. just carried on going,
0: <laughs> but you know, to, to see Hampden packed again with that crowd in makes all the difference. Makes all the difference for Scotland having that crowd in.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, if that's if there's one thing we've learned from the pandemic, it's that football stadiums need fans. Yeah, and obviously they are as vigorous as they are the Scotland fans when their team is doing well and they're behind them that noise is deafening
0: it really can be it really can be and uh, it, it was huge I think it played a big part in them coming back and winning that game yeah
1: and I mean it puts them near enough there as well
0: yeah which is exciting for Scotland, for Scotland to get. I'd yeah. love to see them get to a World Cup it's huge and they've got they think they've got talent in that squad to do it
1: yeah they've got good players
0: yeah they really, haven't, really have. not got
1: Some good players in that team. Probably the best one for a while.
0: Yeah, absolutely. McTomney coming in. The fact that McTomney plays centre back is an issue. Right. I, th- I think. I think. I think. You know, you should be. If he was in their midfield with McGinn, that'd be a re- that'd be really really good midfield. But obviously they just don't have the depth at centre back. No. no. To be able to put him in there, but I just feel that if you could get him and, and McGinn. And Gilmore working as a three in midfield, that'd be, be quite useful. That'd yeah, be, they would be quite useful. It's pretty those good three.
1: Obviously, you have yeah. Tom and he's sitting and then the other two just doing what they're doing. Yeah,
0: exactly. I, I think that could make be huge for them. But with the depth they've got and the fact that the fact that they have to and they really do have to get Robinson and Tierney in the into same the team, team means they yeah. have to play three at the back. Yes, they do to yeah, get yeah. both of them in, and you just have to because they're the you know they're two of the most talented players that they've got. Yes, absolutely. You know, and then you like, you need you need the three at the back, but you are without the depth in centre backs, that means that McTominay's got playing there, and the fact actually it means you can probably only play two in that midfield.
1: Yeah, but it does allow McTominay to move out further forward if he you know if he can bring the ball out as well. Yeah, it does allow him to because he's got two either side of him if he's the centre pin, for example.
0: Yeah, but no, I think um, Scotland could do do something they might even get out of their group in this world cup
1: they might do obviously they're only guaranteed a playoff place yeah, yeah. So they're not going to get them have won that group comprehensively yeah yeah. But yeah
0: the draw the draw for that uh for those playoffs are going to be interesting
1: it is yeah it's going to be interesting how it all works because it's not exactly set in stone how it works yeah if you wafer it's confusing it has of course to be is. confusing
0: why would it be anything else but no, good good result for them. Yep. Wales as well last, well on Monday.
1: Yeah. Big win for them. Keeping their hopes alive. Either more literally on the goal line, but they all count.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, McTominay's was the same for Scotland, yeah, wasn't it he? Was, he came his...
1: a, I don't think Scott McTominay knew that that actually hit him. I think it just hit him and went in. <laughs> but, yeah, you got to be there. Right place, right time, well, th- and all that.
0: So I think they can be happy with how they're doing and hopefully i mean they're probably you know, they're all playing for playoff places at this point yes
1: they are yeah yeah realistically belgium are going to win wales's group yeah yeah
0: yeah well they only need one more win don't they yeah and or even a point really will do it for them
1: yes it will do
0: happy times
1: happy happy times looking forward to seeing all of the home nations in qatar
0: well i reckon i do know you say i reckon two of them if, if we get any in the playoffs, I reckon there'll be at least one tie between two of them.
1: Oh yeah, that's. that's a good I'm calling point. that. Wales against Scotland. I'm calling
0: that. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Because yeah, I mean, At least, it, out, at least so, it would
0: guarantee yeah. a home nation in the world. I suppose a, so. A second home nation in the World Cup. Yeah,
1: that was very true.
0: So There is that to it, but it would be nice. It would be nice to have England, Wales, Scotland there. I, I think Northern Ireland are stretching it. To be honest, I do. I don't think. Yeah, they they're all they
1: need a miracle. Northern yeah. Ireland, five points behind
0: yeah they're all but out really aren't they at this Pretty stage
1: much.
0: yeah but you know italy and switzerland were always going to be the favorites to come out of that. oh
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah it was always going to be one of them finishing top and then the other one going to the playoff and they're probably you know, cause it's going to be it's going to be interesting because obviously the serbia portugal group is very much open with portugal obviously with a game in hand but a point behind serbia yeah you wouldn't really want to play either of those teams in the playoff. You wouldn't really want to play Sweden in the playoff. Or Spain. You don't want to play Switzerland
1: Yeah.
0: in the playoff. Oh, yeah, Spain or, or Sweden in that playoff. And then you've got Ukraine.
1: Who can be tricky.
0: Or Finland, who, you know, qualified for the Euros. Yeah. And then the Czech Republic or Wales. You know, if you're looking at it, you're going, I'd, I'd want to play Scotland. I'd want to play Wales. I'd want to play, essentially, Norway. Yeah, yeah. Or Turkey in that playoff. I mean it could even it still could be it still could be Holland, it still could be Holland in that group actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you've got Croatia or you know, it could be Albania or Poland. Or, or game, North actually, Macedonia.
1: One, they. like. They're still in the woods of As are Armenia yeah. as well.
0: Well yeah, exactly. So those that, that group in, in group J where you've got Romania, North Macedonia and Armenia are all within striking distance to get in that second spot to Germany. I mean, do you know what I mean? They're the teams that you kind of go, okay. But when you look at the top half of it,
1: you want to avoid the draw, absolutely.
0: There's so many teams in there that you just think, oh well, they're just going to win their playoff and, and obviously off they go. But luckily, it's, it's knockout. It's football games are not won on paper.
1: Yeah, but there's uh, there's some big countries that are not going to make it to the World Cup.
0: Yeah, but it's always it, it's always like that with the World Cup, though.
1: It is, yeah
0: it's it's more like that because obviously there's only so many spaces
1: yeah obviously whereas the european championship is full of european countries yeah
0: i mean yeah including the name is it but yeah there we go and a quick word actually before we move out of this week obviously france winning the nations league
1: yes what a save from hugo loris it was it
0: was important it was important
1: oh my captain my captain
0: i think i think the nations league i think I think it's going to grow in stature, you know. I think it's I going to start to mean yeah. something.
1: No, I wholeheartedly agree. Because yeah.
0: Deschamps said it, you know. There's only there was only two international tournaments for us to go for. Now there's a third. Yeah, I think I think teams are going to start taking this seriously.
1: And obviously, the last Nations League finals were really exciting. This one was probably even yeah. better than that.
0: Yeah. No. So it was it was good games. They were solid, and then obviously Courtois were not happy with the third place game, and I one hundred percent see where he's coming from with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There was absolutely no need for that third and fourth playoff game. No, because other than coefficient points, it don't get you anything else.
0: It really doesn't. So I, I think they'd be better off just dropping. We are not one.
1: robots. Quite right, what he said, it's Evo.
0: Yeah, gotta look after yourselves. But yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. The roundup of football for this week. To home nations
1: international's done
0: international's done
1: right so what have you got for me this week then okay as it's international week and we have little less on the calendar than we would normally have we are going to play another game yay it's inspired by play your cards right but okay it's got a twist on it so we're doing it's Actually, it's different it's completely different from play your cards right legally yep. it's completely different Contractually, completely, no, it's nothing to do with it. It's nothing to do with play your cards right whatsoever. So, I have picked a random number of players mm-hmm. and I have picked their appearances, and you're going to have to tell me whether his appearances were higher or lower than the previous player. Okay. And they're all internationals, so it gives me scope to do an English edition as well. Nice. See, I have thought ahead. So we are going to start... Who should we start with? Now, I've picked it so there's players that you're going to know this time. There are yeah, no David Hurst around. Who? Exactly. There might be one that you've never heard of, but I think if I start talking about him, you'll probably know who he is. Right, anyway, we are going to start. So I'll start with Wilson Palacios.
0: Of Honduras, Of, Hon- name.
1: of Honduras, Now, he made 138 appearances in the Premier League. In the Premier League? In the Premier League. Okay. Did Clint Dempsey make more or less?
0: Premier League appearances. Premier
1: League appearances.
0: Dempsey Dempsey was at Fulham for a good spell.
1: He was, yeah. He was somewhere else as well.
0: I reckon he played more.
1: Do you reckon he played more? I think he played more. He did play more. 218 appearances for Clint Dempsey. I I, I was about to say he played over 200 times. For Tottenham and for Fulham. Yes. Scoring a memorable goal against Manchester United. Did Clint Dempsey? I don't remember it. In the snow? I don't remember it. I don't remember it. Fair enough. Right. Irrelevant. (laughs) So we'll move on to our next player. So Clint Dempsey is your card at 218. Did Mm -hmm. Jibril Cissé play more games and Clint Dempsey.
0: He only had the spell. He didn't go anywhere, did he? Oh, he went to Crystal. Did he go to Crystal Palace for a bit after? He Liverpool? did. He
1: left Liverpool to go somewhere. I believe it was Crystal Palace. Actually, yeah.
0: No, he did, he, he hasn't played two hundred Premier League games.
1: He hasn't but... played two hundred and Premier League games. No. no, no, he's lower. He's played one hundred and
0: nineteen.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: He broke. Bless him, he broke his leg, didn't he? He did break his leg. Poor old Jibril. he was, was, good striker, he was, though. Yeah, when On he was starting day. to real yeah. really get get going at Liverpool, and he had that leg break, didn't he?
1: So we'll go from one side of Merseyside to another, and Thomas Graveson.
0: Oh, Graveson.
1: Now has Thomas Graveson played more games than Jibril Seath?
0: And the 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 one shocking thing that comes to my mind when I think of Thomas Gravisson is he got a move to Real Madrid? Did he?
1: <laughs> he did, didn't he?
0: Which, to me, was unbelievable. I never saw that coming in a mile away. I <laughs> couldn't believe his luck. Now, this is tight, this, because I think he's probably around the same number as c because I don't think he was at Everton for that long. I think he maybe played three seasons. Possibly. With Everton.
1: Obviously, I'm not telling you.
0: Obviously, if he played all of them, then he would be around that 120 mark. So I'm going to say lower again.
1: Going lower It's higher 149 Is
0: it 149 no, It must have been Three and a half Three and a half seasons
1: Yeah So we've Gramps, got though, I'll tell you what I'll take that Yeah no 30 out That's not bad not Good bad. logic not good bad. in that not bad, not bad Not bad Good thinking Good thinking So we got Thomas Grammerson at 149 Yeah Did Mark Vuduka Make more appearances In the Premier oh, League
0: Yes Yes he did More
1: More Yeah You're Sure Yes, he did. 240 Premier League appearances yeah, for yeah, Mark Faduca. Yeah. He played for lots of clubs, didn't he, he Mark Faduca? played Paducah. for Leeds, Liverpool, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, yeah. I think that's
0: it. Yeah, I think it was, yeah.
1: Okay. So we've got Mark Faduca on 240. Did mm-hmm. Luis Boamorte play more than 240 Ooh. times in the Premier League?
0: I love Luis Boamorte,
1: you know. He's a good player. He was a good player back in the day.
0: I, I, absolutely, I thought he was great. 2.40 for Luis Boamorte. Probably spent... Now, he, obviously, he's known for his time at Fulham. Yes. Did he go to Portsmouth?
1: He played for Portsmouth as well, I think. Yeah.
0: He was at Fulham for quite a while. Probably did a couple seasons. Oh, God. This one's tight, this one. Luis Boamorte. This one's going to be... I reckon this isn't going to be too far away from Mark Vardouk, you know. But I am going to say... Um, you know what? I'm going to back him. I'm going to go. I'm going to say Lewis Bermont is higher than 240.
1: He is higher than 240. 296. Yeah. Play for I West Ham damp- and for Arsenal. Ah, oh, West Bergman.
0: Ham. Oh yeah. But he started. He started his career at Arsenal. No, didn't he his didn't career really at play. Arsenal. He yeah. didn't play that much for him. No, no,
1: no, no, no. Okay. I'm now going to give you the name that I'm not sure you're going to know who he is. Go on then. Mark Poom. Oh, Mark Poom, Derby goalkeeper. You do know who he is. Oh, well done. No, Mark Poon. Excellent. Now, did he play more times in the Premier League than Luis Boamorte?
0: No, did he only play for Derby in the Premier League? It was around about the mid to late 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. So, when did Derby get relegated? That time? I'm going to say lower. I reckon he's around about the 200 mark.
1: He is lower. Only 138 games in the Premier League, though. It's quite a lot for a old okay.
0: but yeah, I just felt the time that the length of time that Derby were in the league that time probably went against him.
1: Yeah, okay, so Mark Poom is on 138 appearances. Yeah, did Peter wingy make more oh. or less?
0: Oh, Mister, I'm going to drive myself to a new club that I haven't actually bought me yet. That's the one. Classic, <laughs> classic wingy move. Oh, I don't know. Do you know what? I don't think... Did he even break 100 appearances? Because he was around for a while, but not that... I reckon he was only around for about maybe three or four seasons, and I don't think he'd have played every single game. I'm going to say he's lower than 138.
1: He is lower than 138. 129. Not much, in it? Okay, it was close, though. It was close. I'm trying to make it a little bit harder for you now.
0: Maybe it was about five. Maybe it was about five seasons.
1: Right. Now do you do, do I go for a player who's up or down? Hmm. Let's go for Angel Rangel. Oh, Angel Rangel, I used to love him. Now, did he make more appearances
0: and Peter Ogden than and Peter Ardun Wingy. Hmm, I think what a legend Rangel was.
1: He was very good defender. Solid. Uh oh.
0: Yeah, I've got to back him. I've got to say he played more than Peter Oddenwingy in the Premier League.
1: Going with higher? Yeah, I'm going with higher. Yep. 169 appearances. Lol. Yeah, there we go. Okay, next one, next one, next one, next one, next one. Robert Perez.
0: Ooh, Perez.
1: Now, did Robert Perez make more appearances in the Premier League than Angel Rangel?
0: Now, my instinct is to say yes to this. That he did play more
1: what's making you think because, potentially he hadn't
0: because you've put him in as the next question which which is making me think that he might be actually close to this to the rangel i mean he but surely be. but surely he's played more games than rangel played in the premier league he was part of one of the best football teams we've ever seen i'm trying to think of when he would have got to arsenal would it have been around that first spell or did he come in just after it? Was he around during that ninety eight Arsenal team? Perez. Or did Perez come after that? That's 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 the dilemma I've got in my head, because I think if he comes in there, he's a hundred percent played next to two hundred and fifty games for Arsenal. Easy. In the Premier League. Is Perez? Is Perez Premier League legend? Yes, he's played. Yes, of course he's played more than Angel Rangel. Higher.
1: Higher. Yeah. He has played more than Angel Rangel. 198 appearances for Robert Pires. 198.
0: Oh, what? How how tight was Arsene Wenger not letting him get to 200?
1: I mean, you'll have to talk to Arsene about that. Okay. So we've gone from Robert Pires on 198. Mm hmm. We're going now to Yuri Jorkaev.
0: Oh, yeah. He played mainly for Bolton, though, didn't he?
1: did, but did he play a lot for He
0: Bolton? wasn't there for very long, I don't think. Nah, yeah, that's lower. I'm going Jorkaieff's lower.
1: You are going lower, and you are right to yep. go lower. I'm going to go for one of his Bolton teammates as well. Did yep. JJ Okocha make more appearances than Yuri Jorkaev?
0: Yes, higher.
1: 124 appearances. You are smashing this, son.
0: Now. JJ, so good they named him twice. So
1: good they named him twice. Now, Paolo Di Canio. Yeah. Obviously a Premier League legend. We spoke about him the Absolute other week.
0: Premier League legend.
1: Did he make more appearances than JJ Acocha?
0: Yes, he did. H- higher again.
1: Higher again at 190. Yeah. And then, of course he did. Right. And I think we're going to do two more.
0: Okay, let's go.
1: So, we're going to move on from Paolo Di Canio to Nicolas Anelka.
0: Ooh. Okay. So, we're, we're what, at 190? We're at 190
1: with Paolo Di Canio. Did Nicolas Anelka make more Premier League appearances than Paolo Di Canio?
0: This one's going to be a tight one, I reckon. I reckon they're probably both around the same number. Anelka obviously had his initial spell with Arsenal, then he went abroad. Was it Bolton that brought him back into the... Oh, no, did he go to Liverpool first? He, he's been, no. he played for Liverpool, yeah. He played for Liverpool. No, he went away and then Bolton brought him back into the league. Oh, no, because Chelsea had him from Bolton. When, when was his Liverpool
1: spell? It wasn't a very long one. It was a loan spell, I think.
0: Okay. Then he went to Chelsea, and then he kind of went again. I'm going to say... I'm gonna, he seems like he was in the Premier League for a long time. Portsmouth, didn't he have a did he have a spell at Portsmouth as well? Or am I no, making, I I'm, making that up, I? No. I'm making that up anyway? I'm making that up. That's just thought it was one of Harry's it's it seemed like a Harry move to make.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Come on, Nicholas.
0: Yeah. Come on, Sam. <laughs> I'm hmm. Yeah, but he had injury issues, didn't he? he? Did I'm gonna say lower. I'm gonna say lower.
1: Going if with I'm
0: wrong, I'm, I, don't, I don't mind if I'm wrong on this one.
1: You are wrong. Okay. 364 oh, appearances, wow. Nicholas. Okay. Made. He played for Manchester o- City as well.
0: Oh, City. The spell at City.
1: I must admit, I, I was doing my level best there to sway you away. When you said he was injured, I was like, yes. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Okay, we're going to end with Edwin van der Sar.
0: Ooh. Did <laughs> Ooh, Edwin think.
1: van der Sar make more appearances in the Premier League than, than Nicolas, Nicolas Anelka.
0: Anelka? Right, how long was he at Fulham before he came to United? He came to us in the six-seven season. Yeah, he didn't come the season before, so he came. To, I'm sure he came to us in 2006-7, and then he played for us up until 2009. No. 2011 Champions League final, he wouldn't have missed many games in that time. So that's six, seven, seven, eight, eight, nine, nine, ten, ten, eleven. That's five seasons with United. So even if he played 30 of those games a season, that's 150 appearances in the Premier League. Now, how long was he at Fulham? Was he there for two years or just the one? He was there for two. I still really can't get up to that 300 number, can I? Because I'm only at 150. So, I'm going to say lower.
1: You're going with lower. Yeah. You are right to go with lower. There we 313 go. appearances.
0: Oh, wow. He must...
1: wasn't far away. No? How long? He joined us in 6-7. I'm sure he did. I think he was at Fulham a lot longer than you were thinking.
0: Yeah, he must have been.
1: He That's the w- shock of that. He was at Fulham. Ful- I- he was at Fulham for four years.
0: Four years. Okay, that gets us up there then. Yeah,
1: one twenty seven, one eighty six.
0: I didn't realise how 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 did Man United, when all that trouble we were having with goalkeepers, let Van der Sar just sit at Fulham for four seasons?
1: I mean, you'd have to ask Fergie, really.
0: I, I mean, he was he was clearly leaps and bounds above anything we had. For those for those years, that's a shock at that. Oh, wow, Sir Alex, you've had a mare there,
1: <laughs> and that was international play your cards, but not play your cards right.
0: Definitely not playing your cards right, right? There we go. So, I guess, uh, I bet Jan Luca's not been up to much, has he? We haven't checked in with him for a couple no, of
1: weeks. No, um, they're expecting him to return from Covid 19 for this coming weekend, so fingers crossed, fingers crossed, we're we'll be getting be able able back to play. Him. This weekend coming. Happy
0: days. And then I guess the last thing we need to do is um, what happened this weekend?
1: Yeah, so we have, obviously the Premier League is back. Huzzah, the Premier League is back. So it's Watford against Liverpool at lunchtime on Saturday. Loads of games on at three o'clock. Southampton Leeds, Norwich, Brighton, Aston Villa Wolves, Leicester Man United. Huge game that one between Leicester and Man U. Yeah, Man City-Burnley could be a cricket score, that one. Huge London derby at half past five on Saturday night. Brentford versus Chelsea. Everton and West Ham are the two o'clock kickoff on Sunday before it's Newcastle and Tottenham at 4.30. And then Arsenal take on Crystal Palace on Monday night.
0: That sounds like a fun weekend of football to return. I'm a bit worried because Varane came off injured for France, didn't he?
1: He did, yes. So no Maguire, I don't. no Varane
0: yeah no more require no more around which means we're probably going in lindelof which would be interesting
1: yeah. yeah happy
0: times i guess for them um but yeah we'll be we'll be back next week to break it all down and give you the best information that we can thank you very much for listening to today and don't forget if you want to get in touch with us ahead of next week's podcast after your games that your team have played then you can tweet us at Let's Football Pod. You can send us a nice email at letstalkfootballpodcast442 at gmail.com. Like I said, we'll be back. We've got lots and lots to come next week. Some exciting games. I'm sure there'll be some talking points because there always is in the Premier League. But for now, from us, I guess it's time to say uh, goodbye. Yeah, goodbye, everyone. Have a wonderful week and enjoy the football this weekend. Bye-bye.